and welcome to episode 31 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV. With me, Clark, my co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from the week. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also drop us an email uh, with any questions uh, through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Ollie, how's it going? Hello. I'm good, thanks. Hi. How's, uh, enjoying my bank holiday Monday today? You know, had the day yeah, off, so same. been, uh, chilling at home, been, um, relaxing, sort of like recovering from a weekend of meeting people at the pub, you know, uh, it's been, it's been nice being able to socialize and go, and go outside again, although even though I know, again, the meme of me talking about the weather, the weather is not particularly great today, but, um, yeah, it's been good, man, been chilling, how about you? Yeah, good. Uh, you know, boring week. Nothing really exciting is happening. But um, we have, uh, in typical fashion of us, we've pulled in a uh, someone. We tricked someone to join us on the podcast this week. <laughs> uh, he's a lovely old friend of mine called Contan. Uh, Contan, hi. Hi. Hello. Hey. Uh, Contan is joining us from the sunny state of California in the US of A, so there may be a little bit of delay between what we say and when he responds. Apologies for that if that happens, because we are recording live. Uh, Contan, uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do. I was about to just wait for like a couple of seconds just to play that delay for. Contan um, <laughs> I... is a troll, I should say. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> hey, you've known me for a while. Um, I, I, I used to work with uh, Clark at Blizzard. I moved to the to the uh headquarters uh two years ago and i'm a web engineer for blizzard nowadays nothing fancy crazy or anything and i'm not here to 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 be a blizzard spokesperson i talk in my own name today but uh yeah yeah, uh, I mean, just to add on that, uh, also, Contan, thank you for joining us. It's super nice to have you here. Mm. Uh, just to boil the plate on that, we won't be talking about anything to do with Blizzard or Activision, obviously, because Contan uh, is an employee of that company, and um, he obviously represents his own opinions and whatnot, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll be avoiding that subject this week. Um, so, um, my first note on the, on the list is the fabulous Mr. Tin, um, which is... <laughs> so... It's it's just a little little quip. Uh, one of the reasons that um, so when me and Contan used to work together back in France because we both lived in France together, not together together, but you know what I mean. Um, he was known as uh, we. I used to call him Mister Tin. Contan, do you remember, do you remember this story? Yes, I do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I used to live in Korea. I lived in Korea for like a year or something, and um, the problem is that my name is Quentin in English. Quentin in French, but when you go to Korea, Quentin or Quentin is a pretty hard thing to write down, I guess. And so one day I was volunteering, cleaning up a castle with a toothbrush. Another story for another time. Wow. And there was a journalist in there, and the journalist came and started asking me because I was one of the white dudes that could speak Korean. And he, we talked and stuff, and he took my name. Oh, you're Quentin. Cool, no problem. And the next day, I opened the paper, and it's like, Mr. Tin said that uh, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And so <laughs> I became Mr. Tin. That's how I've always known you as well. And that became your online name as well, I believe, um, yes. as a result. So, good, good. Um, so, Ollie, uh, this is Content. Content, this is Ollie. Um, and I guess we can start with our usual part. We'll start by asking Ollie, um, what have you been playing this week? Uh, hey, uh, so what have I been playing this week? Well, the usual League of Legends. Um, gosh, trying to think about other, other more interesting games I've been playing. But, uh, yeah, I guess this week's mostly been... You know, the usuals, League of Legends, Tekken, haven't really uh, pushed the boat too far out this week, unfortunately. Um, I just finished watching a film called um, Mitchells vs. the Machines, or something like that. It seems, it's like an animated film. Um, it was pretty good, like surprisingly good. I think it came out in like 2020. Um, the animation style is really quirky, it kind of gives me very much like a Scott Pilgrim vibes kind of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd, uh, I'd recommend that. It's on Netflix, so just a short, you know, animated film, you just lazy Sunday, lazy, you know, bank holiday kind of deal. Uh, but yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, and yeah, that's, that's 
Yeah, I guess I haven't really been doing that much <laughs> this week, I guess. It's um, much like the games industry, it's, it's been quiet with you as well, because yeah. there's not really been much happening overall this week. I'm sure I'm sure like, if I think about it hard enough, something's going to pop up. But anyway, yeah, what, what about you guys? Uh, Mr. Tin, what have you been playing recently? You've been playing, uh, what kind of games are you into? What kind of, uh, what kind of things have you been up to? So I've been playing uh, Path of Exile, and Ooh. I've been playing uh, quite a lot. Uh, this league, I actually went to a colleague of mine, and we decided to be there for lunch and to go hardcore on this league. This was a wrong choice, um, but the game is still enjoyable, so I'm having a ton of fun and changing builds and all of that, and that takes a ton of time, and that's pretty much what I've been doing. Aside from that, I've played a bit of Brawl Stars with some other colleagues Oh, nice! mobile. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. I like how the game is evolving in the it's um it's really interesting and then some magic arena magic uh, just released their version for mobile so i got back into that for the for, for the purpose of the the podcast i went and dug like how long i try to look for how long i have been playing both magic and path of exile mm. i have been playing path of exile since 2014 oh wow 1.0 wow <laughs> And I have been playing Magic since 1998. Oh, that's a long, long time. That is a lot of Magic. So, do you you normally... It's like the... I'm assuming, you know, it started with you playing with, like, in-person, sort of, like, the actual card game, but then transition... uh, Do you play, like, the online sort of variants of the game or, like, you know, the digital variants? Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, nowadays I'm playing that more. Um, I know that both of these games, I never really just go and play for like five years. I just go in, try it out, play for a couple of months, drop, come back one year later, well, three months later or whatever. And that's what I've been doing doing for both. I hadn't been playing Magic for a very long time because I was living in Versailles and all of that. uh, And there was not much of a Magic presence there. but uh, but yeah, with the the release of uh, the mobile app, I was like, well, might as well try it out, and they got me again, <laughs> <laughs> right back in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Actually, um, speaking of Versailles, sorry, um, did you ever play Pokemon Go with us when we were all together in Versailles? I can't remember if you came out with us or not for that. I remember that, dude. We got shit faced in front of the castle with random people we met that day. That's Don't you remember that, Clark? Okay, <laughs> now come on. You know that my my brain doesn't work properly anymore. It's broken. Um, but yes, I do remember that we ended up in some random like French people, and this is when my, my French was really yeah. bad. Still is. Um, we ended up in some French people's backyard because we were chasing a dragonite. Um, yeah. So we yes. when Pokemon Go launched, I'm sure everyone remembers that summer when Pokemon Go launched because it was like this this kind of magical time locked experience where suddenly everyone was like grouped up and interacting um, around this like amazing game before they fixed it and made it so you couldn't hack it and whatever and use maps to find things and we found this dragonite and we went and chased it and we ended up getting really drunk with these people as we were chasing it and then we ended up in their back garden <laughs> like, yeah. so, and, yes. and, like they knew that i didn't speak much french so they were trying to speak english to me and Contam was like translating and whatever it, yes, I do remember that now. That was amazing. <laughs> that, that was a two days thing. We, I think we met them at the at the Pokestop that was right in front of the office, and there was like a lure or something, and so we all went. And yeah, there yeah. were like a ton of people, and they didn't expect any of the Blizzard employees. They were like, "Oh wow, so many nerds in here! What?" Yeah. And <laughs> and then we went to a pub with them, and we drank with them, and then we went back to the, their backyard and stuff. It was. Uh, it was, we have it was cool. kids. Don't do that. Don't go drinking with random <laughs> you don't know in their backyards. <laughs> well, not kids. No, don't do it if you're kids. But if you're at a legal age to drink, uh, it's the best way to meet people as long as you're all safe. I don't know what I'm talking about here. This, this is bizarre. The reason I'm bringing it up is because um, so on the subject of what we've been playing this week, I've been playing Pokemon Go. Mm. So. Finally got back into that horrifying game. Uh, I've been walking around doing the things because the last time I played it was when I was in France. So obviously it's changed considerably yeah. since then. Um, and so, so I started playing it and doing all the like the, the raids and picking up all the new Pokemon. The reason being is because uh, I'm less than 40 Pokemon away from having a full living decks now. So having all 940-something Pokemon 
like present in my uh, online storage. So, um, and the problem is, whenever I play a game like this, is why I get so into Pokemon. Is um, if you give me a game that's filled with like bars to fill up or objectives or achievements, mm. I, I will 100% it. Like I will try. And so Pokemon is super dangerous for me. And I've started doing it again in Pokemon Sword and Shield, where I'm doing like. Um, like filling up the the final parts of the decks, like getting the legendaries and whatever. Yeah. And it's because of that that I've now moved over to Pokemon Go. So that has like absorbed my week. Um, and it just made me think because uh, obviously me and Contan um, played some back in France, and it was kind of a crossover there. Mm. But the yeah, other I'm, things that I've been yeah. playing this week, um, I've been playing this week. I've tried the Resident Evil uh, Village demo and the Castle demo, which is phenomenal. Like that game is absolutely going to smash it when it comes out in a couple of weeks' time. Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, have you guys played the the demo yet? No, I haven't had a chance to to get to it, get around to it. But yeah, I've heard, I've only heard good things about it um, from like you know reviewers and reading about it on the internet and talking to friends about it. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's very impressive. Like. It, it's super scary. It feels like it, it, it's weird because the, the games advance so much uh, with the series. Because obviously, I've been playing a little bit more of Resident Evil Four. I got a little bit further in it. Ah, uh, um, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Like I'm really liking it. It's it's good. Mm. Uh, now that I'm sort of getting to grips with the controls and stuff, I feel like I can play that a bit better. But uh, it feels like Resident Evil Eight is almost returned back to like Resident Evil One and Two. Mm. In in the way that I felt while I was playing it, like like I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like it's it's really really fun. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that coming out, which is going to be good. Uh, and then otherwise, what else have I been playing this week? Uh, Fortnite and a bit of Overwatch. And that's been about it. Like, otherwise, I've, uh, I finished season season two of Stranger Things. And now I've just started season three. So, yeah, I'm working through those at the moment. You haven't um, watched that? I have watched it many, many times. But I'm on, like, the fourth or fifth watch through now. Um, I absolutely love the show, and like I decided during lockdown, what what better thing to do than watch some more Stranger Things? Like, I thought that'd be a good idea. Oh, you know what? The day you come to California, I'll take you. There's a like driving experience of Stranger Things with like scenes and stuff, and and all of that. It was a fantastic place to go during lockdown, and mm. uh, yeah, that's uh, cool. that's a cool thing. Yeah, we we so, went there with uh, with my wife, and we actually dressed up. They were all, they had that whole theme. Like for weeks, they send you like mails about how which crew you're in and all of that. And we're like, we're gonna dress like the hip hop kids of the '80s. We had like gold chains and stuff. I'd send you pictures, of course. And um and we got there and we stayed in the car in the middle of the night, so nobody saw anything. But it just made for a weird um stop at the convenience store when it... we went for grocery right before that. Is that the secret cinema? Is it is it called Secret Cinema? The Stranger Things Secret Cinema? I don't think so. Oh, because we have one in London that came. Um, well, myself and Ollie were actually um, working together. Um, mm. They, so I, the company that we worked for bought us all tickets so we could go to this event. It was called the Stranger Things Secret Cinema, and we turned up to what was like an old carpet warehouse in in the middle of like some place in London that had been converted into the the. Uh, star something mall whatever it's called the, the mall from Strange yeah. Things 3 and we get inside and they basically built Hawkins inside this like massive warehouse and it was honestly one of the best nights I've ever had in my life like it was so memorable it was so good and you could tell that it, it was obviously being paid for by Netflix as well because it, the, the production values yeah. were just like off the charts so yeah if, if i do ever get out to california like whether i move there for my job or uh, i come and see you or whatever like i'd absolutely love to take part in one of those experiences again because like i'm a big stranger things nerd so yeah really really enjoyed that see oh, no ollie did you go to the stranger the stranger things secret cinema I no but I've, I've i had lots of friends who went to them and i heard all the stories and you know i you know i also admittedly i have not actually watched stranger things so um but you know i, I mean i'm su- I, I know i'm super into like that kind of like 80s kind of aesthetic kind of thing and i've always been told you know and i listen to the soundtrack a lot and stuff like that and i've always been told to watch it but never actually watched it but you know the whole like immersive secret cinema kind of experience sounded it, i mean it sounded really magical like it sounded great like the stories i heard of like how people yeah. kind of have their own like weird like you know um emergent narratives i guess yeah. Or like, yeah they're, they're in emergent stories of like the people that they met and what happened during those events and stuff like that yeah it always sounds well, so like, great do you remember uh, so you probably do chris uh yeah, yeah. The, yeah so he uh he he came with us and he was in our group and we were assigned as press 
So we were supposed to be like the press. And, and what it was is you have two tiers. You've got the standard payment tier, which were students coming to a high school reunion. And then you've got the press, which are there to resolve a mystery, mm. who were the higher paid tier. So you get like the higher quality experience. Mm. And me and Chris went in with a little group of us as, as press. And like all the characters were like, interacting with us and we were all a bit nervous. So we were like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then he just went into this full on like RP of his character. Yeah. Like putting on this crazy American accent, like suddenly thrown out this backstory and and the you, you could tell the people that were working there just just like lit up because mm. they're like yes someone's engaged and then it got super fun and then um uh we had to we, we, we were given a clue like uh if you see the lifeguard follow him and and i was like none of us were even thinking what that was obviously the lifeguard in strange things 3 is like a central character to the whole thing and we saw this guy who was obviously like the he wasn't the real lifeguard from the show but it was an actor dressed up as him uh just walked through the middle of the thing and suddenly everyone just started to follow him that, that was told to so there was like 15 or 20 of us and then we went into this back room where there was this like whole secret event and then we we were infected with the disease that goes around in strange things 3 and we were then like commissioned to go out and spread that disease amongst all the people mm. so we had to like spend the night like turning people Oh my God. It, it was so cool. Like it was so well done. Um, I don't know, Contan. Is this anything like what you're talking about with with your event, or is it more like is yours just more of a cinematic thing? Um, it's more cinematic. Like there's some interaction, but I think that they designed it to be uh, like um, COVID period thingy. Uh, so yeah, you you cool. are in your car and you're driving around the whole thing. So the interactions are pretty limited. Um, but, but yeah, with like a ton of live actors and different scenes and stuff, they took like two huge parking lots like they have in, in LA and they just turned all of that into the right theme and you go through a story and you have people on scenes and people scaring you in your car and stuff. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah cool. That's awesome. Um... Well, I mean, I'll, I'll probably take this opportunity to recommend, like, if you do get the opportunity to go to a secret cinema, uh, the, the one the, the, the one that I went to prior to Stranger Things was the Casino Royale one, and it was in Paris. Ah. Um, and this is very kind of, like, early on from when I moved out there, so I didn't understand any French, and the whole thing was done in French. So I really enjoyed, like, the production values and the quality of it, but I really didn't know what was going on. And they kept pulling me into things to be part of stuff, and I was like, um, je ne parle pas français, désolé. <laughs> <laughs> like this English idiot just sitting amongst all these people, so that that was kind of embarrassing. But yeah, it's super cool. And uh, just, just while I'm here, so um, last week we got a call out from uh, an amazing podcast called The Computer Game Show. Uh, they called us out and they, they actually played a part of our podcast on their show, which was really great to listen to. I was laughing my ass off. And I realized that I really misrepresented who those people were, because <laughs> I, I said they were all like early 40s. And I said, <laughs> I did call them nerds, which I stand by because they are nerds, but they're cool nerds. Um, oh my god, sorry, I'm just watching a bin fly down the street. It's so windy here and stormy. Yeah. There's, there's like a, a dustbin rolling down the road. Uh, never mind. Um, so I just wanted to say to the uh, the people at the computer game show, apologies for calling you all like early early 40s. Some of you are in your 30s. One of you is in your 40s. Um, <laughs> you're all amazing guys. And thank you for the banter last week. It was really funny. And, and the, the interaction we had over Twitter as well was really, really cool. Um, so thank you for that. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to our show and continue listening to it because, uh, you know, we're awesome. <laughs> Um, so yeah, sorry to, to go off, off track there. Uh, it's actually been quite a quiet week in gaming, so um, I don't know, like, content. if you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, what you've been doing with Path of Exile, like, uh, if you've got any stories to tell, or, like... Yeah, um, yeah sure. Um, so, so, I don't know how familiar you are with the game, but um, the idea is that every three months, they just come out with a new league, mm. um, and the new league revamps a ton of stuff. They try to not have many balance patches during the league, actually. So the whole balance patch happens at the launch of the new league, introducing new mechanics um, and removing old ones. And they released that on what our time is, uh, Friday at noon. Mm. So this time, uh, the previous league is deemed by many of the players as like the best league ever. Um, mm. It was a they had a really bad league before, and then that same thing. I don't know if you remember. Um, people used to say the same thing about WoW expansions that we have a good one and then a bad one. Yeah. They say the same thing about Path of Exile leagues, and um, 
There was a pretty bad one at the end of the year where the game director actually went on social medias to say, hey, I'm sorry for how bad it is. Yeah. So that kind of tells you that didn't go like they wanted. Um, and so they took their time and, and did things better and released a fantastic league. And I played the whole league and I was thinking, one of the things I hate in Path of Exile is leveling up a character. But when you start a league, you have to. So I was like, well, next league, I'm going to go hard and I'm going to make a fantastic new character. So I prepared <laughs> and I planned the build and I did everything and mm -hmm. I was ready. And I found a friend of mine that uh, would join me and we took a day off. What happened is that this was one of their worst launch day yeah. in history. Yeah. Um, so at 12, when they released the, the league, there was a queue of 200,000 people. And people were going through at maybe a rate of like five people every 10 seconds. So nobody could play. Everybody was freaking out on the GGG, grinding gear game side. And um, they had technical issues uh, that were limiting that. So they were very, they were communicating a lot. So they were saying, they were telling everybody uh, what was happening. They tried to make the queue faster. When they made the queue faster, the server started dying. So people were logging oh, in, no. getting in for 15 minutes, then getting kicked out for 30. And while they were doing that, um, the streamers, they did some weird stuff. I guess poor decision making, but um, at that exact moment. But they were under stress, so I understand. Uh, they gave a priority pass to the streamers yes they explained later what was happening but they gave a priority pass to the streamers yeah and while people were struggling to get in and getting really mad that kind of felt like a, a catalyst and and streamers got a ton of hate for the fact that they could get in the game while nobody could and because it's all about racing and stuff that felt extremely unfair and all of that they managed to solve the server issues at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, I took a day off and I spent I'm... the afternoon just logging in, logging well, out. By that point, had the streamers not already got like really far ahead though? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, some, some people got pretty far, but not too many people uh, because they still had that server issue. When we were getting kicked out every 15 minutes, they were also getting kicked out every 15 minutes. It's just that they're streamers. Okay. They're getting paid by having something to show so they were still showing and stuff and and trying um that was a really a really complicated um day for them and one thing that i really appreciated was uh their communication hmm. the game director communicated from the first minute to the moment it um it uh went okay the community director was also communicating and and you could see um, something that I really appreciate in Path of Exile, which is the 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 um, nice aspect of the community. At yeah. first, everybody was mad, everybody was hating, everybody was complaining, and then there's that one tipping point where, in the middle of what they were sharing, one of the devs, one of the community managers, somebody shared a meme that said, the launch is bad and we feel bad. Hmm. And from well, that, that kind of point... breaks the wall down, doesn't it? Like, it, it makes people reconnect and realize that even though you're dealing with a corporation, you're, you're dealing with people who actually do care about the exactly. fact that you know, your fans can't access you. It's, uh, I mean, I'm sorry to bring it up, like, I know we weren't really going to talk about Blizzard, but I'll talk about the older days. Um, it's exactly how Blizzard used to approach their community as well. Like, if something went wrong and it was going wrong, we would talk to the players and say, look, we know that this sucks and we're really trying hard to make this better for you. And I miss that feeling in, in a lot of like um, AAA gaming today, not calling out any any company in, yeah. in specific, but I, I really do feel like um, a lot of games companies have kind of lost that community aspect. Yeah. yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and you see the effects on the communities right like you see yeah. a lot more hate in in communities yeah. that end up feeling like they're talking to a wall uh, yeah very yeah. toxic very and and like that tipping point is very like that moment when they posted that meme you can see the answer of the community changing at that exact moment 
And and the answers to that meme were mostly people saying, hey, chill, turn the servers off, go rest, come back and fix that shit up. Which like, is good. If that's what you want. That's the reaction you want. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because people are just complaining. People like, you know, I, I, I completely understand these people. I took a day off to play Path of Exile and I spent the afternoon thinking that I could play and every 30 minutes being able to play for 15 minutes, getting rolled by five minutes like that. That was just crazy. That was a waste it, of my time, a waste of a day off. It sounds like a collection yeah. of 37 errors to me. Like, and like an, yes. I'd, I'd probably categorize that as like errors 37 or error 37. Would you? Mm-hmm. Like, if you know what I'm referencing there? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The launch of Diablo. Yeah, so so for, uh, for, for, for our listeners, there was a, a, a very well-known incident many, many years back when we, we launched Diablo 3. And the problem was is that the tech at that point either didn't exist or wasn't ready for that amount of people to suddenly dive into a game at the same time. So we turned the game on and we were like, yay, Diablo's launched. And we didn't expect like millions and millions of people to dive in all at once. And it, it just set the servers on fire. Like, like yeah. I mean, the, the poor developers, like the people in web, the people in... Um, uh, like live service and stuff, we, we just we don't know what to do. Like, what do we do? Like, everything's just on fire. So it became yeah. a process of like we just had to be patient and work super diligently with the community and be like, look, this sucks. We know it sucks. We're really trying hard to fix this. We just didn't expect it. The, the problem is, it's one of those problems that's kind of a good problem because the game was so popular, it fell over itself, which yeah. you know doesn't always happen. But yeah, it's it, it kind of reminds me of when that happened in Diablo. So. Um, yeah, we've yeah. been through that kind of stuff together. But I mean, that, that's a great story, Contan. Like, um, I, I love hearing these kind of moments from games that maybe don't make the news, or maybe people don't hear about in public. But you know, it's what brings the community get to brings the communities together. Mm. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's great. Yeah. Um, so um, the things that have been happening this week, um, we've had the launch of Pokemon Snap, which came out a few days ago. I haven't had the chance to play it yet, but I'm seeing pretty good things about it. Um, it's uh, a, effectively a remake of the N64 game, which for its time was very, very popular, but I'm not sure if that game type has really evolved well or if we kind of need that. I don't know if either of you guys managed to try it out. No, I, I mean, I've I've heard, like, I've heard a lot, I've heard, like, pretty decent things about the game, not heard, like, Admittedly, not heard like anything super raving reviews or anything like that. Although the main thing people seem to be talking about is the price tag on it. It's <laughs> um, sixty quid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is I guess even more in California. Like, what? What is it? Like seventy dollars, eighty dollars out there? I have no idea. My my switch account is still in the EU. <laughs> good, 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 good. That was that. So I'm glad you brought that up. That was something that because um, I was going through um, two two years ago. I was actually going through the process of moving to California. I was going to be joining Contan uh, over there, but obviously with the pandemic and I, I was in quite a major accident as well. Mm. Things got delayed, and then eventually things just didn't work out, and I've kind of changed path there. I'm going to try again in a few years, but whatever. Um, I was in the process of moving to California, and one of the biggest worries that I had was. What about my Heroes of the Storm characters? And what about my <laughs> and what about my PlayStation account? Because oh, like, yeah. you lose it all as you move over there. Um, you lose so, everything. So h- how is it? So this is this is a good uh, a good point that you brought up. How is it to be a European moving to America and taking all of your tech with you? Like how has that worked so, out for you? So some of the stuff is really nice and easy. Some of the stuff is really bad. Um, the the best example I have of nice and easy, and it is not a shameless plug for the company I work for, but was Overwatch. Overwatch is just international. You go to another place, yep. eh, whatever, same friend list, same everything. You just yep. play with and all your skins your and stuff transfer over as well. Yes, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. It's the same account. It's all good. Mm. Um, the um, the bad example, the worst example actually, is Final Fantasy fourteen. That's that that has to be like the worst uh, thing when you want to move to another country. You cannot switch the region. Hmm. Yeah, you so can't. You can't switch data centers, can you? You can only. You have to be in the same data center. So you could, in in terms of like switching your character to another data center and stuff. I think that they have. Uh, yeah, they do have uh, stuff that allows you to move. I moved. I ended up moving one character to a American data center and stuff. So that is an easy part, but. On the other side, you have to pay in euro and you have to have an address in Europe and you have to launch the EU version of the client, not the US version of the client. So I try so, to get uh, it on the, yeah. 
uh, for viewers, for, for our listeners, Contan lives at One France Road, France. <laughs> uh, that's his official address. You can you can send mail there too if you want to write a letter to Contan. <laughs> uh, no, I, I have the same problem. So a lot of my tech, because I moved to London a few years ago and I bought a lot of French tech with me. So things like my PS4 and my TV, in fact, some parts of my computer and whatever are still French. So they've got French plugs on them or whatever. And I've actually been through and changed a lot of them over to British plugs. But um, things like my Switch charger, for example, it's a really expensive thing to, to rebuy an English plug. Like those plugs yeah. are like five quid. So I That's thought, true. okay, I can spend a pound on a like a, a, a socket converter. And now all around my apartment, I've got like converters plugged into converters. So then my dad was like the genius that he is because my dad's like a trained electrician and a plumber. He just went, why don't you just get an English multi-plug and put a French plug on that? So, sorry, um, a, a French multi-plug and put an English plug yeah. on it. So it plugs yeah. into the English plug socket in the wall and then the sockets on the multi-plug are all in French genius like it works brilliantly <laughs> yeah. all around my house and then whenever people come around which hasn't been very often because obviously the pandemic's been a thing mm. whenever people come around they're like can i charge my phone and i'm like yeah just plug it in down there forgetting it's in, it's a french charge <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe not that one <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I, been I, cool. sorry to interrupt go ahead i did exactly the same thing um i i bought a ton of like cables around and that uh, multi-plug thingy i yep. should actually send you my my switch charger because uh, I bought my Switch in Ireland, mm. so oh. I have an English plug that I was using a French converter on, but now I'm in the US. And now you've got an English plug <laughs> plugged into a French converter, plugged into a US converter? Yes, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Big brain plays there. Um... Yeah. On, on, on the note of, um, just to, to, to finish something on, on Final Fantasy fourteen and why I think it was the worst experience, I couldn't move the the region, but that happens to a lot of games. World of Warcraft also does that and a ton of other games like that. You don't transfer stuff, you cannot move regions. But in addition to that, I try to play that on the PS4. Mm. And you have Ooh. to have yeah. the right version of the client that's from the right region that fits with your subscription so i had i couldn't go with my american playstation account i had to go with my french playstation account so i could buy the french version of final fantasy 14 to fit with the subscription i had that to me was the worst experience in transferring things like as well, a gamer from so I don't know if you ever played Final Fantasy XI, but the the onboarding experience for that game, as well as the um, the kind of the, the play experience of it, was terrible. Yeah, and they had this yeah. thing that was quite famous amongst gamers called Play Online, and it was honestly the worst. It was one of the earliest launches I've ever seen in gaming, and like whenever the game had an update, you would have to completely erase the game because it would do it automatically for you, and then reinstall it from scratch. But this is back when we were all on like fifty six k. So installing a game that was like 10 gigabytes uh, would take weeks. Um, yeah. And uh, it play online, it would crash and it wouldn't rec um, recover. So like the, the client would close and then it would restart and it would start the download from scratch. Uh, so it was just yeah. awful. Like it was a horrible experience. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, to, to, to say about World of Warcraft as well, I don't think you can transfer a World of Warcraft character from an EU account to a US account, can yeah. you? You can't. So I had to restart run? everything. I, oh, my account okay. was created in vanilla, and oh, wow. now I have five months total in the game. Wow. Okay. And I'm, I'm, it was really hard to go back into that game um, from that point. Yeah. I, oh, um, are you playing out there with uh, with people at the yeah. moment? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I found that it's. Um, I was looking for an experience like that that I could have with people that were not Blizzard employees because I moved exactly at the wrong time. I didn't get to meet anybody. And so I live in the US, speak French with my wife, and that's it. And then I see colleagues. I, I wanted something else. So I ended up just like um, joining two cool guilds, actually, um, in World of Warcraft that I've been playing with. That's been my social experience of the week until things reopen. Hmm. Oh, I guess because you moved out there just before the pandemic started, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that was probably yeah. not the best time to start making friends then. Yeah. Exactly. How do, how exactly. do you actually handle that then? Like, have you started to meet people now, or because are you going back into the office? Like, what what's going on? What's the deal? Um, I think they have plans for later during the year, but uh, California has been really good on 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 um, 
really bad on the um on the covid in itself but then really good on the vaccination so now we're dropping to close to um zero cases people can get out everything is reopening so we're starting to feel like we can do that safely i think rules were a bit uh looser in in america you know freedom and stuff yeah well, um, every time i hear about it like each state seems to have their own rule as well yeah, uh, yeah. which to me just seems bonkers uh, but obviously coming out of the trump administration there's going to be a lot of problems that kind of need to be fixed there um i mean yes but not not a not just to to pin it on on trump it's it's a it's a I mean, culture that's built like that and i i mean it's just that the, the us is the way it is with the diversity it has and and the different like even subcultures everywhere depending on the state or sometimes on the county and all of that so they have different rules and stuff and that's just the way they work it's like if you're in the in europe and all that and you go from france to belgium they speak the same language and all that but the rules are slightly different and that's the way i see what's been happening with these rules and i don't think we can like um i i don't I wouldn't pin it on Trump. Trump made things worse. Yes, this thing I don't know. I pin it on Trump just because I hate him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, like um, this is the thing is is uh, what you've been talking as well. I've been looking through the news, see if there's been any updates, but there really hasn't been much happening in gaming this week. Um, the only things that we've got really coming up now is the um, is E3 which mm. this year is going to be mostly right. a digital event. And I've just spotted that uh, Konami have announced that they're pulling out of E3, which is bizarre because this is going to be the first kind of... I feel like there's going to be a lot of eyes on it this year. Um, and for Konami, yeah. to, Konami to pull out tells me that they're either going to be delaying something or uh, it's going to be, it was going to be bad news that they were going to be talking about there. I don't know if you guys have been following Konami at all. I, I have not. I wonder if they have a, another possibility could be that they just have an announcement and they have like a their own event to do and they don't feel like um they feel like it's close enough and they probably should um just not attend e3 because it's not going to give them the same press or whatever yeah, yeah sure and there's also a massive cost associated with being part of e3 mm -hmm. um it used to be the cost of just being on the show floor but now for some reason there's still a cost like Okay, because <laughs> yeah. you're not paying for anything. Um, so Nintendo have made a really good example of, of how to do this, and it's they've done their direct, yeah, which is where it's just a YouTube video. Uh, and obviously, there's a cost associated with creating that video because you, you know you need to pay people to make videos. Yeah, but it's but far less, right? Than... Far, far less, like yeah. like worlds less. Um, and I feel like a lot of games companies now are going to be moving in that direction, where we're going to see these like direct type, uh, type presentations rather than. Uh, turning up at these big shows because we've also got Gamescom coming up this year, which potentially could be in in person. I don't think it will be, but it could be. Um, and then starting in January next year, we've got things like EGX and PAX kicking off. Yeah, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how these big events, where you know traditionally it's a room full of nerds, um, yeah. all kind of clumped together and being pushed at things to really push their faces into the exciting stuff. Um, yeah. One thing that always comes to mind to me is Gamescom, and no one ever prepares you for the smell at Gamescom. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, in in geek culture, it's quite well known that in some groups, particularly the Smash Brothers group. Oh uh, God! Yep. Yeah, uh, I've got another one about that in a minute, but I won't because I'm, I'm aware I'm talking a lot again because I always am. Um, I walked into Gamescom and I was I was there with my boyfriend at the time, and he was kind of bringing me there as a guest. And I was like super excited, all showered and clean, and like, yeah, games come. Walked in, and I was like, gay, oh my god! Like, it, it, it just, it, it was like being hit in the face with a, a fire extinguisher of fart. It was, oh it was awful. It, the, the smell was just because it's, it's a group of people that traditionally don't really use deodorant and wash back in the like 2012. This was 2011, 2012. Mm. Um, and yeah, so a bunch of uh, very nerdy people who collectively were not clearly taking part in personal hygiene and my god the smell yeah i, 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 st I can still smell it now so so you know like you say it like that but um my wife was walking um at the airport with like my welcoming guests coming out uh, coming from like wherever and she was saying the same thing about people getting out of a 
of an airplane and yeah. it's not necessarily that all the people taking airplanes plays Smash Brothers or whatever. All the people playing uh, taking airplanes do play Smash Brothers and that that's why Smash People smell. That's that's what it is. I I, I was also thinking the same about like uh, our place. So like you know how you, you, you grow in your own smell. Like you, you, you smell a certain way and you stop realizing you smell that way. But yep. we've been quarantined for like almost a year. So nobody got into this apartment. If there's a weird smell and we smell funny, we don't you, know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, but, but the thing is that there is a difference between like knowing your, because everyone has their own body scent. And like yeah, for anyone that's been with like more than one person in their life, you'll know that everyone smells differently. Yeah. And that's fine. Like that's okay. Like that, that's just yeah. natural scent. But body odor and and not washing and stuff is clearly a problem yeah and like i mean ollie you'll probably agree to this as well um smash events are quite well known for being um quite stinky would you agree yeah yeah there was a big problem with it in the uk well at least in like in the community in general but especially in some uk events like the ones i went to it was just like oh god it smells so bad like to the point where like i remember sitting down to play like in a tournament match against someone and i sat down next to them and because you have to sit pretty close you know in some of these places because like there's not much space definitely would not be covid safe uh no. these days um but you know like you'd sit down next to this person and you could just smell them and it's almost as if they were smelling bad to try and throw you off of your game kind of oh, thing yeah. like a competitive edge like like a weapon yes. and it no, was no, no. That that was genuinely discussed. Like that that was a thing that people suspected was the reason why people smelled so bad was it was to put people off the game. Gosh, like because I mean, it, I mean it was at some point it was horrific. It was like, so bad, man. Yeah. Like I was like, I mean, I, I thankfully I still won the match, but like you know, it was just like it, it was very much just like I'm playing like a two v one right now. You know, it's like me me I'm fighting this person and my gag reflex at the same time. You know, um, and it is. Yeah, it, it. Thankfully, there was a big thing within the scene of people, you know, people being like, "Please, you know, have it's better hygiene." Yeah. You know, yeah, like shower, wear deodorant, etc., etc. You know, like, and eventually, people, it, you know, it, it did, it did help, and the scene got better for it. Um, obviously, I haven't been to, a, I haven't been to any fighting game or Smash events. You know, well, you know, Smash is a fighting not. game. But I haven't been to any of these events. Yeah, of course, right, during COVID. But even before then, like, so I don't know what, what the scene is like nowadays, but hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully things are, are for the better. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that, that stigma, the stigma of uh, st gamer stink is, uh, is is thankfully going away. At least I hope oh. so. so. So we had, when I first moved to France, um, obviously working in an office so so the, the office that i worked in was all game masters for early world of warcraft mm. and these were people that were typically uh only trained really in customer support or only experiencing customer support and as a result these were people that had just spent most of their life playing world of warcraft so they hadn't really been socially adjusted some of them were obviously but there were a large section of people that were not very well socially adjusted uh and as a result um some of the people had to be like talk to by management to say look you need to wash yeah. and they just wondered what's the point of washing because you just get dirty again which is the mindset of like no. a you know an infant so i remember putting complaints in about some people and we actually we had one guy removed uh, removed eventually because his hygiene was so bad he was starting to have like creatures crawling on him like oh, and it, it was jesus oh. but this is this is something that people don't realize in geek culture is is genuinely a thing like loads of us, obviously, we take care of ourselves. We take pride in our appearance. Not necessarily saying that we spend all day doing our hair or whatever, but we wash. There is obviously a subsection that don't, and it 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 cars the rest of us because it makes us look bad. Like, I I do sometimes think that when you tell people that you're a geek, they're like, oh, you you know, you're a stinky geek, and it's like, oh no, I'm a geek. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a whole thing. I don't know content. Like, I I wonder if that changed a bit. Like, um, just because you know that was an aspect that was the case, um. I mean, the time that you're talking about is when you started in the video games industry. What was it like 10, 15 years ago? And the, the, I'm not that the, old. <laughs> okay, 25 years ago, maybe? It was 12 years ago. <laughs> um, 13, 13 years. Sorry, 13. The, the nerdy community changed, right? Like nowadays, it's way more trendy to be a, a nerdy kid and stuff. Mm. And so I wonder if this kind of stuff will change from the fact that nerds are now not outcasts but well, more like 
popular. So think, things like Stranger Things and D&D have now become very popular. Uh, like everyone's talking about D&D now and you don't have to be like an ultra nerd to play it. Like you, you can be uh, a businessman or like a, you know, a barber or whatever. Like you, your profession no longer seems to be related to your interest. And I think this is something that's happened through COVID as well is that people have started to explore different interests and different things that you can do and obviously started to appreciate more video games because being stuck indoors 24-7, you need something to kind of occupy your mind, and video games are a really good outlet for that, as are board games, as are um, D&D. But yeah, so so people are now starting to play D&D in like groups that you never, like the, you know, the popular kids at school are starting to play it, which is kind of cool, because it was featured yeah. in things like Stranger Things, and Game of Thrones has helped to bring like nerd culture into the limelight, and, and you're right, like I do think that culture has changed. I don't think it's changing, I think it's changed. Like, yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, I was talking to a guy. Um, I was talking to a guy in one of the guilds I am in on on World of Warcraft, and the dude is, um, he he was not playing WoW much, and then he started playing a ton when when all of the COVID stuff happened, just because he used to do like a miniature, like like all this like painting and and Warhammer thingies, and which when I was a kid was an extremely nerdy thing. Yeah. Um, but now is way more socially accepted and and seen as an art even uh, in in some aspects and and the problem is that there's a social aspect to that and he was lacking that from the fact that everything was closed and so he ended up playing World of Warcraft and 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 seeing people there and stuff and I think that in that sense 2020 kind of gave a huge boost to making it the new normal mm. being a nerd is being normal. Yeah, playing games is being normal. Yeah, that everyone here at the Sunfire Tavern, being a nerd is normal. Except for Ollie. Except what I tell myself every wait, morning. Wait, you just say except for Ollie? No, how dare you? What? <laughs> yeah, how dare you accuse me of such a thing? But yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with um, these large events, like how we go back to the cinema and stuff, how we go back to restaurants and bars. I'm just saying yeah. that in the next few weeks, so in two weeks, in fact, all of the, all of the restaurants are going to be open again in London, which is a scary thought to me, uh, but also I'm excited because I want to go out and have food. I don't yeah. know what's the situation in California at the moment, uh, Contan. Everything is open. <laughs> Everything is open. Yeah. There are some slight limitations, like it's only 75% capacity or something like that. We are at the lowest um, threshold of limitations, basically. Oh, so... Okay, so you're like a tier one now then. Yeah, and oh, wow, we've yeah, come back that far. Yeah, and in the whole county when we have like a hundred cases a day maximum, and I think that we are actually lower than that now. Um, yeah, yeah, and everybody's and vaccinated. That, that's really good news, like, it's it's great news. I I wonder if things will go back to exactly the way they were before, or if there will be changes. Because you were talking about that, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm hopeful for the. Uh, for what's going to happen next. I don't know if when things reopen, it's not just going to make everybody just go like, ah, well, I'm going to try and be further away from you, but I'm still going to smell as bad. Now <laughs> um... at COVID, you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fair point. You know they're healthy. <laughs> Does it smell like COVID? It doesn't. <laughs> As everyone knows, COVID doesn't go anywhere near body odor. Like those two things, it's uh, it's scared of body odor. Mm. Um, it's, it's interesting to say though, because like I, I I was hoping that people were going to have learned something from this, but just in my local area, I can really see people are not learning anything from it. Yeah. Like people are still wearing masks on their chins, which to me is like, what? Why are you wearing your mask on your chin? It's the, the, the being visible with a mask is not the pass. The the pass is being safe. And and people yeah. seem to think that just showing that you have a mask is is the way to get into places and get stuff done, but I mean it's it's a it's a rectangle of cloth that goes over your nose and mouth, and it doesn't affect your breathing in any way. I don't know why that has been a point of contention for people. It's just like, yeah. why did people choose that as their battlefield to fight on? Of all the different fights you could have had, that was where they fought it. It oh, it gets me so frustrated. I could get really annoyed about this as well because it bothers me that people have taken such a simple thing so like flippantly they've not taken it seriously 
Did, yeah. did, did you? I mean, we we saw quite famously. If you go on YouTube, you can see things like Karen videos, and now there's COVID Karen videos, mm-hmm. uh, and there's quite a lot of them that come from the US because obviously bigger place. There's a lot more stuff happening there. I don't know. Do, do you have problems with that in the area, Contan, uh, like where you are, or is it particularly safe? I, like, do you feel safe? I I feel safe because there's a ton of space. That's mm. that's true. The, yeah, true. I can give uh, the. I think that we're seeing the negative way more than we're seeing the positive. I'm pretty sure that if we look at numbers or more, like 80, 90% of the people doing things right. And, but then we're going to see that one dude that had the mask on the chin. Yeah. We're going to see that one d- dude that complained weirdly and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that in here, we, we have so much space makes it so that I learned to 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 accept it and to be like, well, some people are gonna be bad, and yeah, that's just life. There's gonna be people doing the wrong choice all the time. There's always been, and I can't get like crazy over just like somebody getting his mask wrong, especially since in the context I'm in right now, it doesn't really affect me because we're like way too far so that uh, that it would do anything to me so that's basically how i've been around that but in here i don't know uh, a lot of people wear masks a lot of people don't i don't know i think with the numbers going down a ton of people just started just being like eh, whatever no masks and i think i remember that last week they said that california is not requiring people to have masks outdoor if you're not in a group okay so yeah i don't know then i was listening to a dude um talking in french television was uh, a a doctor explaining that um touching your mask and stuff we've been saying oh my god that's crazy that uh that that's how you uh, catch covid and stuff and and he was saying well that's false i don't believe that doctor but i believe the 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 lesson I'm taking from that is when you touch your mask and all that, you're not like injecting COVID into your <laughs> bloodstream. You're, um, you're doing something that is less safe. Yes. And that less That's safe true. might be 10% less safe, might be 1% less safe, might be... If you're doing everything right and sometimes you have stuff like that that are less impactful that you're doing, eh, whatever. If that person that has the mask on on her ease on her chin is actually like behaving well and having that like six feet distance and all this kind of stuff that uh was put in place i'm like eh you don't know better that sucks but uh you know whatever okay i mean that's okay. that's fair to say that's fair to say mm. Uh, this is actually also why I enjoyed my time living in France, by the way, because a lot of people had this similar mindset. It was quite a chill way of not panicking and looking at the world. Uh, Contan's always been quite a calming presence in my life because uh, I get quite agitated quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, I, I tend to tend to find that the, the people that I work with in France were much more like, let's just calm down. Let's, let's, let's look at the thing from like a, a bigger picture. And it, it took me a while to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it took me a while to get into that. But shut up. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, I don't really have much else to kind of bring up this week. I don't know if you guys have any other points or things that you spotted or things you want to talk about because um, we still have time. Uh, I mean, in terms of like COVID and these guidelines and stuff, because I've been going out more recently, like, you know, indoor gyms have opened back up. So I've gone back and been doing like some bouldering and climbing and stuff like that. But it seems like. Very you bold know, of you. Yes, very bold mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um yeah, it's it's been interesting to see like people most people like Conta was saying, like most like ninety percent, ninety five percent of people I've seen have been like uh, adhering to guidelines and being quite good about these these things and social distancing and keeping space. Um and that's been really good to see. At least, you know, it's been re- really nice to see. Obviously, you know, the the Ten to five percent of people that you see who aren't really doing it or are making a big fuss about it, or you know, like anti-maskers and all these other people yeah, yeah. like that, you know, like that that sucks and that that's bad. But well, you know, yeah, exactly right. But then I, you know, the the, the like content is saying like those people are normally that are generally the minority, which is good. Yeah. At least you know, uh, 
so that things aren't you know not everything is all doom and gloom and everything's not bad so yeah like um it's been it's been it's been really nice actually being able to go outside and do things again but yeah and obviously we'll see with in the uk at least with may 17th coming around the corner you know we're going to be able to have more indoor hospitality and i mean the other thing is that like i've been watching the case numbers and stuff like that for the uk and it seems like or at least they're london really low. yeah really and they're low. still surprisingly low i don't you know it's almost like sus it's a little bit sus <laughs> uh <laughs> It feels like something's working, and I don't like that feeling. Yeah, like, don't trust this. Yeah, it's 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 almost a little bit. Su- but I mean, like, if it's true, then you know, fantastic, excellent, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But it's almost like you know, like, it's like, yeah, I swear we went through this before, and the the, the numbers were were rising pretty pretty quickly. So I I mean, obviously, maybe it's to do with the vaccinations, or people have finally gotten to the point where you know they understand, like, hey, you know, distance, etc. Yeah. Right, you know, um, which yeah. is good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, or maybe we got unlucky last time, or maybe we're getting lucky this time, you know, whatever, there's so many different factors, either way, I think, I think it's good, you know. The big change is yeah. the introduction of the vaccine, that's the mm. big change. Like, yeah. yeah. It's clearly working mm. in, in I mean, some respect. Sorry, Quantum. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's this, and there's also the fact that uh, we're getting to, to, to a more, like, warmer weather. Which mm, was the last time also for most of the countries. So there might be something also in addition. It, it's probably a combination of uh, factors and stuff, but the vaccine is probably the main key part here. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean for I'm sure. Because I'm super interested to see like what the flu figures were for, for the flu season of last year. Because surely the flu should have been much, much lower. Because yeah. you know, yeah. we're protecting ourselves and staying away from people and, and wearing masks and stuff. So naturally that should mean that the, the flu would have been less. Yeah, I read an article the other day saying that basically, you know, apparently, yeah, naturally flu cases were at an all-time low, almost like didn't exist kind of thing. Well, like deaths deaths related to influenza, right, were like, extre- like exceptionally low. You know, turns out that, you know, social distancing and the things that we're doing to avoid COVID are pretty good for also avoiding the flu, right? So, you know, like, yeah, I, I think that's interesting to see. I'm not, you know, maybe, you know, well, I'm not saying that, like, maybe this is what people, well, you know what, maybe if people do have the flu in these things, you know, like, kind of like how in Asia they have more of a mask culture, whereas, like, you know, if you're sick or if you're, you know, if other people are sick, but you still have to travel around, you know, wearing a mask on these, like, confined spaces can help to reduce the spread of these things. As kind of like you know, and now the rest of the world is having to do it because of COVID, and maybe it will pick up, you know. Um, and that would be interesting to see if it, if it. Yeah. This, this is the interesting part is that now that COVID is kind of like dying down, what stays? What 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 parts of you know the culture shifts that have happened stick around until the rest of time, kind of thing, right? And, and yeah. the answer is more video games. Yes, yeah. more video games. There you go, yeah, video games. Yeah, well, for sure. Saying that, we've had um, Returnal come out this week, which I'm hearing some pretty good. It came out last week, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a roguelike game that's come mm. out on the PS5, and it's actually one of the first PS5 games to launch since the system came out. Um, yeah. I don't know if you got. Do you have a PS5? Yeah, I mean, I, I bought the PS5 to try to try Destruction All-Stars. I saw it and I was like, oh my god, all that Destruction Derby and all that, that's like, I'm craving for that. I need mm. it. I played the game for an hour and I was like, cool. It's not great, is it? Yeah, and since then I've been looking for a game to play on my PS5 and I'm like, wow, I went through so much trouble to get that console and I have nothing to play on it. That sucks. Mm. I finished it. But, that, that's, yeah. that's, that seems to be the general complaint about the PS5 is that the console itself is fine, but there's just nothing to do on it. And mm-hmm. and on top of that as well, there's also um, the, the console's having some hardware issues as well, like people reporting that it's blue screening. Um, there's the ever-present issue of Joy-Con drift, which has now hit all pretty much all consoles because the problem is it is in the joystick part itself, which is commonly found in a lot of different joy, uh, joypad manufacturers which unfortunately has gone across to like Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. So another bad thing for the PS5 there. But um, what we're actually getting now is we're getting into that period where we're starting to see some PS5 games coming out. Like coming up soon yeah. is the new Ratchet and Clank, which yeah. looks amazing. And I'm super jealous that you've got a PS5 because you're going to get to play that, and I love Ratchet and Clank. Um, have you seen much about it? Uh, I've saw, I saw the state of the game last week about it. Like a state of play, whatever the Sony calls it. Yeah, but, so uh, 15 minutes of Gratchet and Clank and then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, new announcement. That game oh. we've been announcing for a year. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Um, but um, that's it. Did you yeah. play the previous ones, you guys? I played all of them. Like I love Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I don't know, Ollie, are you into this series at all? Because you've been playing some old games, I know. Ratchet and Clank, no, I've not had a chance to go back and play oh. uh, play them. Yeah, again, you know, PlayStation, uh, any any kind of like PlayStation franchises, like the main the main franchises, I still haven't had a chance to go back and play. Even though I've heard good things about them, you know, like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, etc., etc. Et et but yeah, you know, I, I would genuinely say put Ratchet and Clank on your list. Like that, they're they're not difficult, and there's not really any kind of like major challenge to them they're just really enjoyable like mm. the, the way that you go through them is really fun they're beautiful games and and particularly the one that came out on the ps4 is gorgeous like it, yeah. it, it, you, you can't believe that's running on a ps4 yeah i i, I, I want to talk to the listeners and say this guys is exactly how clark right here got me into so many games <laughs> <laughs> put it on your list because this game is fantastic it's the game of the year whatever and game of the year happened every month when we were walking together mm. so i had this conversation with <laughs> people always said i used to say a lot of games were good and the reason being is because i only played the games to completion that i thought were good i didn't yeah. sit and play bad games because mm. what's the point um, so like, I used to call out a lot of games because I really enjoyed them or loved them. And Contam, was I ever wrong? No, it, it's like I remember. This is this is how you and Roberto, another colleague we were we were playing with, got me into Monster Hunter World. <laughs> I was like, well, whatever. Like, well, I'll try it out. I have nothing else to play, and I ended up spending like three hundred hours in like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I I. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we so we formed a group while we were playing that. So there was a couple of us from work that played. We uh, made a, a Facebook channel because that, that was the only way of communicating at the time was making Facebook Messenger channels. Uh, we made a channel and we played some Monster Hunt together. And and it was like we'll play half an hour here and there. And it, we didn't end up throwing in hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game because it, it was really really good. And have you played Rise at all on the Switch, the new one? I I finished Rise. What do you oh. think? I so I did it wrong. <laughs> Whoa! I played I played the hunting horn and um, because it's a buffing build, I was like, "Wow, well, I want to play with people because yep. there's no point in buffing myself." So I basically finished all of the online stuff, and then I did the village quest, and I was like, "Wait, that's really easy!" It just turns out that you should do the village quests first. Yeah. Uh, like Good I job. did a rampage with the the online stuff, and I was like, "Wow, that's really complicated!" And you jump straight into it. That's crazy. Mm. And then, like uh, a couple of days later, I do the story quest that says, "This is a rampage. Yeah, you should do this." And I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." But um, the game was cool. It was way more optimized than I thought it would be on the Switch. Um, it was interesting. It had less depth, but that was kind of the same as like uh, when Monster Hunter World came out, except yes. that at least World had the unlimited leveling and stuff and more uh, quests like that stupid hearing quest that took me oh, God. days and days. But it, it shaved out a lot of the, the crap and left the good stuff in. And I don't know if you've seen, they've just released the patch that kind of finishes the game a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's now gone from Hunter rank 7 to Hunter rank, I think, 999 is now the cap. Mm. It's either 99 or 999, but whichever way, like, it's it's bonkers. Like, suddenly yeah. you can, you can, it, it, it's insane how much stuff they've added to that game. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to kind of digging back into it again and, um, like, you know, getting my gear sets and grinding and wasting my life with it. Because this week is all been about Pokemon. Next week it's all going to be about Monster Hunter. And yeah. hopefully finishing uh, Resident Evil as well. Oh, um, actually... You're on Pokemon Go, you're saying. I should I should definitely uh, just um, send you an invite because we've been playing that a lot here also. Somehow so would you be on completely different time zones is the problem. <laughs> yeah, but we can still send ourselves like presents and stuff. True. So, oh, I mean, I've actually sent you a gift and you haven't received it yet. You haven't opened it. I'm still waiting for you to do that so oh, I can send you another image. I know, awkward. Awkward. <laughs> awkward. Right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to go over, or I guess we can bring things to a close? Uh, no, I, I feel like we've we've touched on a lot of different. I, I mean, this is a bit bit of a rambly episode, but I think that's good. You know, sometimes that's just how it is. Like you said, it's quite a week fine. in gaming, and that's fine. You know, 
yeah. I guess uh, I guess on cause since we're talking about Returnal, uh, I have a, one of my uh, a, someone I used to work, someone we used to work with, Clark, who did some of the sound on that, uh, Jeremy. So I guess uh, shout outs cool. to Jeremy, I guess, uh, for doing some of the sound sound design on on Returnal. And yeah, it seems I I didn't actually know it came out recently, so I was just reading through the reviews and looking at the Metacritic, and it seems like it's been received yeah, fairly well. Received. So yeah, it's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, I mean first off, thank you, Contan, for joining us. Like it's been it's been great to. Yeah. I haven't actually had a chance to chat with you in so long as well. Like it's nice to catch up. Um, yeah. And I guess thank you, Ollie, as well. Um, so uh, thank you, everyone, for for yes. listening this week. This has been episode thirty-one of the Sunfire Tavern. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, uh, and you can listen to us on all of your favorite favorite podcast platform favorite podcast platforms wow uh just soundcloud itunes spotify and google podcasts and i'm slowly getting more into there as we go because i'm still learning and navigating this world of, of podcasting uh and as i said we're actually going to start looking at oh and something i wanted to call out that i haven't mentioned earlier is we're actually going to be looking to setting up a patreon or a website and i'm not very good at that kind of stuff so uh, if anyone out there is looking for a commission or just to do some kind of experience get, get some experience we'd very much like to hear from you because i'd like to go over what i'd like to get built for like a you know a community space and i'm probably going to open the discord up at some point as well mm. um so if you do have anything you want to get in contact with us about if you've got something you want us to read out on air or if you're interested in taking part in kind of building our website for us you can email us at sunfiretavern at gmail.com uh ollie thank you yeah, of course. Thank, uh, thank you, Contan, for for coming in as well for being a guest. Uh, it was lovely having you, and thank you, Clark, as always, uh, for uh, you know hosting this week and uh, for for being lovely as you are. Um, and yeah, I, I guess. Oh my well, God, it's gonna get to his head. It's yeah. going to <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. It does every week. This is it. He's always yeah. looking at the numbers. He's listening at the listen to numbers. This is it. <laughs> Yeah. No numbers. Come on now. We got this big because so we we have like multiple podcast platforms, and I, I can look at um, roughly how many people are kind of listening each week. And every now and again, one of them gets a massive bump, and I have to try and work out why. Uh, and like last week, for example, because another podcast called called us out, we did get a bump in listeners because obviously some of their listeners will come over and, and check us out, mm. which we really appreciate, by the way. And that's uh, again another call out to uh, the, the computer game show. You know, thank you so much for that call out. It helped us out. Um, but no, I, I like I like looking at the numbers. I used to work in marketing. I still sort of do. Um, so you know, it's a big thing for me. Um, but thank you so much, guys, for joining us. This is the longest exit of my life. Um, <laughs> thank you to all of our listeners, and we'll catch you next week. Take care, everyone. Yeah, thank you. See you, everybody.